This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Hey! Hey! What's good? What's up? Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. We're on video. We're going to try this new app. They've been hounding me. They've been emailing me. Hey, try us out. Hey, try us out. So I'm going to try them out. Now, I am recording an audio file. You're probably going to be listening to that. This will be uploaded onto MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. My eyes aren't, I'm not, my, my camera technique's not great yet, okay? So I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at the screen. My eyes are a little jumpy. So if you're watching the video, hey, bear with me here, okay? We're going to go over uh, Curtis Blades and uh, Derek Lewis. Who? <sighs> Uh, we're going to go over my gambling. I, I didn't get this uh, tweet a lot. Uh, I, I'll explain why. So let's jump right in. So Saturday night, you know, <sighs> wife's dealing with some stuff, some uh, lady stuff. What women have to go through to give birth is unbelievable what they have to do. And uh, she's had some lingering effects. We, we had a, a newborn baby in a, a 10-pounder. I mean, she's coming from these fucking jeans. She's 10 pounds. We had her in November, and uh, wife's been putting up with a few lingering uh, side effects, injuries, whatever you want to call it, and uh, they've just come to a head. She's fine. I mean, not nothing life threatening. So, uh, appreciate the well wishes, but you know, she doesn't want me to talk about it too in depth. But on Saturday, your boy had to be a husband, a dad, and I missed the final two fights. I have since watched them, but I wasn't very active on social media, um, and I tweeted out the slime ball, which blew up in my fucking face. Uh, so we'll go over the betting, uh, thing. So I, I sent out a tweet on Saturday. I want to apologize for the, the slime ball. I knew, and I've been around long enough to know you don't fall in love with a guy who's only had one UFC fight against a very mediocre marginal opponent, TJ Brown. And that was Danny Chavez. I thought Danny Chavez looked strong. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked fierce on short notice. He did slow down the third round, but I'm not overly impressed with Jared Gordon. We'll break down the fight later, but uh, right now I want to go over my slime ball and why it lost. So I had Tom Aspinall, Chavez, and Casey Neal. Casey Neal looked fucking fantastic. Tom Aspinall looked fantastic. Actually, let me get my sheet out here. I starred him. My, My patented star system, baby! Um, but Danny Chavez let us down. And that was the guy I was the most confident in. I tried to talk myself out of it on numerous occasions. I tried to say, Brian, this is the second UFC fight. We don't know much about him. There is uh, some footage on him, but there's not a ton of footage. He's a black belt on the ground, but Jared Gordon's going to, you know, smother him, take him down. But no, you know, but, but his takedown defense looked really good. I was beating myself up. So what did I do is I put him in the slime ball. I gave him out as a pick. I didn't I didn't single bet him, but I did prop him to double chance finish KO or win by points. Obviously, that didn't happen. And I'm sorry. I owe you one. I owe you boys one. I was I, I, I don't know what it was. I like the matchup for him. Jared Gordon's a tough guy. Again, it, it's maybe me not giving Jared Gordon enough credit for the type of fighter that he is. I love the stare down. I mean, Danny Chavez even said during the stare down at the weigh-ins, oh, you're just gonna try to hold me down, then ain't gonna work. And Jared Gordon's like, no, nah, I'm going to hold you down fucking raw, which I fucking love. And, uh, yeah, and it was, it was just one of those things where, like, I thought Chavez was a little more prepared. And he wasn't. <laughs> what the fuck? 
So uh, that's on me. That's on me. Another bet that I hit, I hit Aspinall. Um, fight doesn't go to decision. Small cash on that. I hit, um, what else did I hit? Uh, oh, I hit Julian Rosa straight up. I had Louis Pena in the underdog parlay. That fight got canceled. So the other one I won, I had, no, excuse me. I, I had Pena with uh, Eddie Wineland. So I lost. But it was just basically an Eddie Wineland straight up pick. I had a Rosa with some with some decent money. He was an underdog. He closed that plus money. Um, Aspinall sent him home. I had him. Uh, I had him fight doesn't go a distance in under two and a half rounds. My boy Christian hit a sub prop at plus eighteen hundred, which is bananas. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then I think that's it. So I lost my slime ball. I lost the Wineland bet. I lost. Um, what else did I lose here? Um, God, there was another one I lost. Uh, what was it? Ch- so Chavez, and then uh, I oh no, so I ch- I parlayed Chavez. I had uh, a Rosa and Lane. We're not going to decision as well. Had two units on that parlay. Again, Chavez fucked me on that, so I missed out on that. So I had two small caches with uh, with Aspinall, two on Aspinall under two and a half, and fight doesn't go to decision. Small cash on that. Nice little whatever kickback but i'm down two units so it could have been a lot worse i had three unit play on my my slime ball that hurt that uh that took the wind out of my sails. so i'm down two units on the night so that's what it is so i I didn't really get the recap on twitter like i normally do because fucking life happens man shit pops up and you got to deal with it but i'm back now everything's good i'm you know i got my uh my buzz light ear cup i got from disney actually buzz is on it but there's also a lot more people on it huh Cars, the guy from Cars. You ever seen Cars? I've never seen it. I know drinking in the mic is horrible technique. I'm a fucking savage. Uh, speaking of that, if you're listening to that, that was probably pretty weird. You're like, oh, wait, he's showing us mug. Yeah, I'm on video, guys. I'm going to take podcast on YouTube. All right, so let's go over the, uh, I don't, usually I dive in with some personal stuff. I don't know, you know, besides the wife and, and the reason I couldn't, um, couldn't really tweet out. I'm not really sure if there's anything else going on that's like, you know, noteworthy, you know. Sunday. I was supposed to record on Sunday. This is Monday now. And then uh I'm trying to get more consistent Sunday again. I was helping the wife out a little bit and then I got wiped out with a migraine. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. Let's jump in, huh? Let's go. Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades. Woo! Got this fight wrong. I'm happy for the people that that got this fight right. Um I predicted that's another bet I lost. I forgot to tell you. I, I had Curtis Blades winning. Well, I had one of these fighters winning in this. I fucked it up already. I had Curtis Blades winning in the second round. He lost in the second round. So somewhat I got it right. Um, I knew it wasn't gonna go past the second round. Gotta get credit for that. But um this was a weird performance by Curtis Blades. I woke up uh because I was with the girls in the girls' room. I woke up to the group text of Finding out Curtis Blades knocked out, or excuse me, Derek Lewis knocked out Curtis Blades. I was like, "Whoa, what? You know, I wonder what happened. Was it a war? Was it this?" So I finally rewatched, and I went, "Why isn't he wrestling? Like, right? Like, Curtis Blades like went out there, and Derek Lewis keeps just the same pace. He's not going to exert any kind of energy, and uh, and it's weird that Curtis Blades went out there and went to strike with him instead of just really wrestle heavy." He didn't try for a takedown really until the second round. He got caught with the uppercut and got fucking put out. That uppercut is absolutely fucking brutal. Curtis Blades, I think he maybe got in his head a little bit. I think a lot of people were chirping him like, oh, he's just going to wrestle. He's just going to take him down. Well, fuck yeah, that's what you do with a guy like Derrick Lewis. Who wouldn't want to take him down? I don't know if it was um, 
if that got to his head or if, if, if he's happy with his stand-up as a late, if he thought he was quicker on the feet, he wanted to wear, uh, wear Derek Lewis out on the feet a little bit. But weird game plan, if you ask me. Um, I, I feel like you got to wrestle Lewis and you, you got to put the pressure on him. You got to gas him out. And uh, yeah, I mean, Lewis just stayed patient through like five or six shots or something like that and knocked him out with that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a perfectly timed fucking um, uh, uppercut right when, when Blades was dipping in and, and that's all she wrote. And then uh, Curtis Blades got a one because I didn't understand the fight. I didn't understand the fight IQ. One star for me. Derek Lewis got a three. He landed one punch. He didn't do anything fantastic, but this is the biggest win of his career. This was probably one of the toughest matchups in the heavyweight division for sure. And he went out there and knocked the dude out dead, fucking dead in the second round. You got to respect that. Um, but he got three stars from me. I'm not overly impressed by performance. Uh, GSP voice. I, the Derek Lewis thing, it, it it's the Francis Ngannou fight just for whatever reason. And I know it's not on him. If Ngannou is, is to blame too, but that just that just that just hurts, right? That's just, that's just such a bad performance. Leaves an ugly taste in your mouth. Um, however, this was Derek Lewis' um, great performance. You know, three stars to one with Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades really—he's got one fight left on his UFC deal. He's a main event fighter. They put him in main events. He's not the most exciting guy in the world, right? Some of his fights do fall a little flat. He's a really good wrestler. I think he is an extremely talented heavyweight. He only has three losses, two of the by two different men, right? Nagani twice, and now Lewis. He got caught, right? It wasn't like he got dominated. I think you re-sign him. I don't know how much money he wants, but obviously this is a quick pickup for Bellator if he wants to go there. I wouldn't be, like, devastated if Curtis Blades lost, but the heavyweight division does need some stars, and when Curtis Blades can main event and give you that angle and and, and really push a pace, and, and and when he gets to fight to the ground, he has some brutal, brutal, brutal and beautiful finishes. I mean, look at the Overeem fight. I mean, he fucking sliced and diced Overeem. Uh, Derek Lewis, a guy I'm not high on, but he has a draw. Like, people like this guy. He, you know, he's took his gloves off. Thought he was going to fucking retire after the biggest win of his career. Not really sure what that was. He didn't mention it at all. Um, and he just kind of gave a simple post-fight uh, interview. Nothing crazy. Nothing. Uh, I thought it was actually. I enjoyed that more because I said it on the last podcast. I think he. I think he's, like, fake a little bit. I think he pre-plans this shit out. Um, but this, uh, I think this was a good, uh, good spot for him and, and he looked pretty good as far as the follow-up punches. I had no problem with it. I mean, it, it's a fight, right? You clipped him as, as far as Derek Lewis knew when he clipped him in the under, uppercut when, in, in blaze was out. And as blaze is falling to the mat, when blaze hits that mat, he could have woke back up. It could have been a flash knockout. No one fucking knows. So you follow up to the rep pulls you off. I have no problem with the follow-up punches. I know a lot of people do. I don't quit being a little bitch. Uh, it's a fight. All right? It's a fight. Next up, Caitlin Vieira versus Yana Kutakaya. Caitlin Vieira got a one. I picked her. I got this fight wrong. I did not bet her, though. And Yana Kutakaya got a three. Kutakaya just looked fucking tough in there, right? I handicapped this fight wrong. I thought Vieira was going to be, and she kind of did. She sized her up, and she put her down, and I thought she was going to be a little nastier in there. It looked like she didn't have her cardio in was wasn't really tight for this fight and uh it almost looked like she didn't really want to be there yana kuskaya was was a savage her cardio held up yeah she got taken down but she worked through her feet she threw some serious elbows some people have a problem with this this decision uh i rewatched it back again like i said i didn't watch it live i rewatched it again i i had no problem with that with yana winning i think she was the one going out there trying to win you know what i mean she was the one going out there trying to finish the fight throwing deadly shit and uh Vieira was just trying to hang on just trying to fucking hang on and and, and uh 
get a victory in. And uh, I, I'm not for that. So it's three stars to one. Uh, Yana Kosakaya got three, and uh, Caitlin Vieira got one. It was uh, a good fight. Yana, she was a two to one underdog. And uh, yeah, power to her. Power to her. Next up, Derek Miner, Harley Noer. I mean, come on. I got to do that joke. Versus Charles Rosa. Um, Derek Miner got a three. Rosa got a one. Miner got a four if he would have finished. Rosa, uh, I picked Rosa. This is, I didn't bet Rosa. I picked him. This fight scared me off. I, I didn't want any action on this fight. Miner's a guy who who's getting better, right, and uh, has a lot of submission wins, a lot of submission losses. He's going against Charles Rosa, who is a black belt. But who gave him his black belt? Because that is twice now that he's been absolutely fucking dominated, dominated on the ground. And I'm shocked that this guy is a black belt when he, Bryce Mitchell dominates him in a now minor. And this guy is considered a grappler, right? He tells people he's a grappler. He got rocked on the feet. His stand-up was terrible. He's durable. He's tough. He doesn't tap, and 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 I guess that's a credit to him, but I think he needs to get demoted to a brown belt. I do not know who gave him his black belt, but Miner, the story's about Miner here. Miner took him down. There were some really nice scrambles. It was an entertaining fight, um, and Miner hurt him on the feet and, and just out-positioned him on the ground. I mean, he, 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 Charles Rosa just didn't know where to go. I mean, Charles Rosa is just so happy to play off his back, and this fight, as opposed to the Bryce Mitchell fight, he was trying to work his way to his feet a little more. He's trying to get more active, but Miner, just a better scrambler, just a better all around. Just he's he's gonna um, he's gonna attack you, and 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 he he looked for submissions. He looked to be a killer in there, and Rosa's durable enough that didn't happen. But again, I want to know who gave him his black belt because we got to take it away from him. All right, next up, Chris Dawkins versus Alexi Olenek. Alexi Olenek got zero bagel. How can I give this guy a star? Did you see a stand-up? Did you see the takedown attempt? Yeah, he is strong. That takedown attempt was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Chris Dawkins, young, hungry kid. He got a three. I actually don't think he looked out that great, if, if I'm being honest with you. I, I think he's getting a little overhyped, if I'm being honest with you. I think there are other heavyweights on this card who we'll, we'll get to that are better than uh, Dawkins. But listen, Dawkins has three wins, three knockouts in the first round, I believe. Um, there's no, there's no knocking him. Alexi Olenek is, is, is stand up is absolutely atrocious. I could, if me and Alexi Olenek boxed right now, right? I uh, just straight boxing me out of shape, him current where he's at. I would destroy him. And I'm not saying that as like an ego boost or anything like that. His stand up is so fucking bad. Dawkins just had to worry about getting the fight to the ground or not getting the fight taken to the ground. He didn't seem too worried in there. They're clinched up. He went, um, Alexi kind of dropped for that weird lateral drop takedown that he does. Had a, had a grab of his leg, but uh, Dawkins wasn't too worried about it. Scrambled away. And then when it was on the feet, Alexi just got fucking pieced up, and, and that was it. Dawkins got another fi- first-round finish. Um, that Did I win? On, I feel like I had this bet. I had to send him home. Um, but I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't bet this. I don't, I don't know why I have prop under, um, and I, I, I guess I didn't bet it cause I'm a fucking idiot, but I had, this was my send him home. This was my, get know, him out of here. he got him out. He got him out of there. He got him out of there quick. I don't know why I didn't bet that, but, uh, yeah, Dawkins again, heavyweights thin. So when you get a guy, three straight knockouts is impressive and it definitely is impressive, but I want to pump the brakes on Dawkins. You know, we haven't seen enough of them, and I just want to pump the brakes on them just a little bit. I mean, knocking out Parker Porter is great, but 
when you start fighting some real dudes here, we'll see. And Alexi Olenek, yeah, I guess he's kind of a real dude, but he's also like 100. And his stand-up is absolutely fucking horrible. So what are you going to do? All right. Next up, Nasrin Imadov versus Phil Hawes. Imadov got two, two stars. Phil got three. They both almost got two. It was a very, very close fight. Um, a lot of people thought Imanov won because he had Phil on skates in that third round. I actually had Phil winning the first round 10-8. I think Imanov did did nothing in that round. I think he got taken down and Phil did whatever he wanted. Second round, I think Phil won as well. Third round obviously could have been in 10-8 for Imanov. Um, the decision was a draw and then a majority decision for uh, Phil. I'm not overly upset about that. I wouldn't have been upset either way. I don't mind the, the the decision going to Haas. I do. I did score the 10-8 first round, 10-8 third round for Imanov. Second round was was the difference, and and, and I'm giving it to uh, giving it to Phil there for his wrestling. He didn't look great. He looked a little exposed. Um, his stand up looked a little off. He had that couple explosions in that first round, and that was really it. Imanov moves his feet really well. Um, he, 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 he likes to strike from the outside. Obviously, um, he's not the biggest power punch in the world, but he is accurate. And, uh, you know, he's got to work tighten up his wrestling game just a little bit. Phil Hall's a great wrestler. I'm glad we got to see Phil Hall's in three rounds. The first time he's ever done it. First time he's ever been to a decision. And, uh, he gassed out a little bit in that third. I don't know if it was pure exhaustion on the fact that he got hurt because after the fight, he was kind of bouncing a little bit, right? Like he looked like he had a little pep in a step. Um, so I think it might have been more so he got hurt, but um, either way, I think Phil needs to still needs to clean up the cardio if you're going to wrestle for three rounds. He could be a problem. His chin is definitely an issue. His durability is a, is a problem that might be exposed when you go up to 85 because there's some fucking heavy hitters at 85. But if Phil can find that perfect balance between wrestling and striking, he could be a problem because he's a freak athlete. He clearly has knockout power. His wrestling on paper is is through the roof. Um, and you clean up the cardio and you start mixing it up like kind of like what Kamar Usman does. Kamar Usman mixes up his striking and his wrestling so fucking good that if, if Phil really emulates him and Phil's coming from the camp where Kamar ba- basically made his bones at. I know Kamar's with Whitman now, but uh, Phil's at Sanford MMA, so that's a good camp to really transform him into the fighter that he needs to be. Um, I appreciate Phil's toughness, though, if I'm being honest with you. I'm kind of high in Phil Hall's. I'm a little worried about the chin, a little worried about the durability, but, you know, he got clipped, and he got hurt bad in that third round, and he was tired. And Imanov showed really bad fight IQ by letting Phil clinch, um, but Phil just had to really gut it out and hard it out, and he did. And uh, I respect that. That's 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 not an easy thing to do in, in a third-round fight where you're exhausted, right? And when you get hit, and you get fucking rocked, and he sucked it up and and went out there that would have been a devastating loss if you know you win two rounds first round 10 8 on my scorecard and you get fucking uh you get knocked out in that third round you know and he did it he got hurt though and he he weathered the storm it wasn't a a great ending i can understand why people are going for imanov because he pride rules he wins he almost finished the fight but uh i i have no problem with the decision and and phil needs to just he called out uriah and, and weidman if one of those drop out he'll step in don't know if he's ready for that yet. I mean, it's not like I think either of those guys are upper echelon. I mean, Wyman, former champion, and Uriah coming off the knockout of Silva, but don't know if he's ready for that yet. But I like the call out. I like the ambitionist. Um, all right, next up, Tom Aspinall versus Andre Lasky. Andre Lasky got a two. Tom Aspinall. He's a five-star man, baby. Hey. Listen. 
I really liked his performance. I'm I'm high on Tom Aspinall. I love Darren Till. Darren Till raves about this guy. Um, he is three and zero in the UFC now. Two knockouts over some scrubs. Fights an older and Andre Lasky. Right, nothing crazy to get too excited about. Andre's been winning. Beat Tanner Bozer. He's been winning close fights against young dogs uh, as of late. You know, this is a guy who, um, you know, is is definitely uh, um, at the tail end of his career. But you know what? He he still has a lot of fight. And he's improving, oddly enough. Aspinall comes out there, almost finishes him in the first round. Horrible slot, slot, uh, shot selection. He went to the body when he had him turtled up. Gave Andre the old vet some time to clear his head, and then they moved on. And then Andre started landing big shots in the first round. A lot of people online thought um, thought Aspinall was gas. I think he blew his arms out a little bit, right? You're going to get a little big blow there. You're going to get a dump. But he looked good in the second round. He came out in the second round, and he's moving still pretty well. And uh, Andre was, was firing that right hand. I believe he landed a good right hand in that second round. And Aspinall goes, wait a second. I'm a fucking black butt on the ground, right? Let's test. Let's test Arlovsky, right? Because he hasn't been submitted since Josh Barnett many fucking years ago. Let's see what he's got on the ground, right? Andre used to have a pretty good ground game. He's got he's got a couple heel hooks in his, his back pocket, right? Sambo champion or whatever. Let's see what he's got. So Aspinall shoots a power double, shoves his head right in his fucking stomach, power doubles him to the cage, steps over, gets one hook in, grabs the neck, Arlovsky chokes. Tap, tap, tap. So... A lot of people say Olovsky quit. Maybe, maybe he was wasn't expecting that. He won a stand up war. I like the awareness of Tom Aspinall. He's this young gunner who's got all these knockouts who a lot of people are, are looking to see. And uh, he was winning most of the. He won the first round, but at, towards the end though, he started getting caught a little bit. Andre Olovsky, this old fuck, still got power, right? He's still he's still fucking knocking heads. So Aspinall switches it up, and he goes, "Oh, I got a fucking ground game too." Took him out, submitted him. Um, wasn't the prettiest rear naked choke, and it, and to me, it wasn't. This is a performance a young fighter who has two knockout wins needs to go through. They need to go through a guy, an Arlovsky, former champion, who took your best shots and is still there. You might be gassed out. You threw a fucking fifty shots when he's against the cage, and then you got to adapt. Plan B, Plan C. Okay, I don't need to knock everybody out. I got also this tool in my bag where I can fucking take your neck. That's why he's a five-star man. That's why he got a five-star. Aspinall impressed me more than Chris Dawkins did. Uh, I feel like Dawkins fought after uh, Aspinall did. So a lot of people were talking more about Dawkins because it was a first-round knockout, blah, blah, blah. But look at the level of competition. Alexi Olenek, I mean, come on. The guy can barely walk, right? He's got iron hips. He can't even move. Um, so I actually I want them to match up. I think I tweeted that out, or maybe I didn't tweet it out. I want Dawkins Aspinall. I think that's the fight to make. Uh, two up and coming heavyweights. Maybe they want to keep them away from each other, and then maybe meet at the title, or maybe meet for like a title eliminator or whatever. Both these guys could quickly become a title because Stipe and Francis are gonna fight. If Stipe wins, John Jones is next, right? Or if anybody wins, John Jones is next. But if Stipe wins, then there's gonna be a little bit of a lull. Stipe doesn't fight all that often. Francis wants to get right back in there. So the benefit of Francis winning is he's going to fight Jones and then he'll fight fucking one of these up and comers in the fall. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Give him whoever. Uh, he's been sitting out way too long. Stipe, he might maybe will, uh, depending how much he gets knocked around the Francis fight, he might want to take the Jones fight because that's a big payday. Uh, quicker, uh, faster, quicker than, what, what am I saying? Huh? I don't know. Sooner than later. Fuck yeah, found it. Um, but I don't know. 
I really don't know. All right, next up, Jared Gordon versus uh, Danny Chavez. All right, like, this is the slime killer. This is the fucking Ghostbusters slime killer. Uh, what what do they have? Those those Slimer things that they they trap the guys in the box. Echo something. I don't know. I got to rewatch the movie. This killed the slime ball. The slime ball, perfect. This killed it. All right, Jared Gordon got a three. Danny Chavez got a one. Um, good first round, competitive first round. A lot of people gave the Jordan, uh, Gordon, excuse me. I thought it was close, right? I, I, I can see how Gordon won that fight or that won that round, but Chavez looked pretty active. He was landing some good right hands, some low kicks. Gordon was actually kicking more than Chavez, which was a surprise, but Chavez is one of those guys that he likes to, he likes to put his back against that fence and explode. He's real quick, quick action muscles that, that gasses you out, right? He doesn't, he doesn't flow. He doesn't really, everything's just full full force tension um so he started to slow down at the end of the second round the second round he just got taken down and got fucking i mean didn't do anything couldn't get off his back and gordon just laid on and beat him up a little bit gordon didn't really fuck i keep calling him jordan gordon didn't really do anything either but you know he outpositioned him and laid on him and 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 took away the threat third round um Chavez came out a little more aggressive, a little more like, I need this, but he was just too tired at that point. Landed some good shots. Gordon took him down again. He got back to his feet, landed some more good shots. But again, it, it, it's over. It, you know, it, you, you you didn't set the tone in, in, that, um, in that first round. You kept your back on the cage, and you're not this fucking lethal sniper striker where you can put your back on the cage and... And, and and snipe dudes, you just can't do it. And and again, this is this is a hundred percent my fault. I backed a guy, I mortal locked a guy. I was confident in a guy who has only had one UFC fight. This is on me. I fucking know better, and I still did it. So uh, yeah, he's lucky he didn't get a zero. I'm not going to be too hard on him, but uh, a little upset. All right, next up, Eddie Wineland versus John Casareda. Wineland looked good. The old dog looked good. He's an underdog again. I had him in a in a in a parlay with Pena. The Pena fight fell out. Um, but, uh, I had him in that. So basically I had him straight and I, and I lost. It was, I think it was like a quarter unit, nothing crazy. Um, and he was dominating Castorado on the feet. Castorado is a tough dude. He was getting reads on Wineland. Wineland just dangerously holds his hands low. And, um, uh, you know, and, and at the end of the first round, you know, I, with a guy like Wineland, who's so fast and he, and he kind of, his, his striking, his hands at least, are, are kind of, it's kind of a rhythm. You know, he, you know what he's going to do. He's going to throw that quick right hand. He's going to rush forward and he's going to throw boom, boom, boom. When you're Castoreda, who, who I think is a, a solid fighter, not the, not the cream of the crop, in my opinion, yet, young guy, um, he started reading wine a little bit and he realized, like, oh, I'm going to catch him coming in with this fucking, I'm going to switch stances, catch him with the right hand. That buzzed Wineland, and then it was all she wrote, right? Because Wineland was starting to get into a rhythm. And a lot of these fighters who, like, Wineland's a full-time fireman and, like, a part-time fighter. That's why he only fights once a year. He's not getting any better. That works against guys who aren't training every day. That works for guys in the WBC who weren't full-time fighters, right? Full-time fighters are going to read that. The corner's going to holler it out. They're going to read it. I was reading it in the fight as well. Um, Wineland was just setting that rhythm, and he's having success. And if a, and if a if a fighter can't make adjustments to that, then they're fucked. Castoreda made an adjustment to that, knocked out Wineland because Wineland does keep his hands pretty low. Uh, Wineland got a one. Castoreda got a three. I don't know if I said that, but it's important. I give you my stars. Um, but yeah, listen, Wineland maybe should hang him up. I like to see him get one more old vet. You know, WC champ, um, give him one more. Give him one more. And as far as Castoreda, I mean, kid's excited. Kid's excited to fight. Looks like he's an exciting fighter. 
Um, got a good chin. He's ready to get in there and, and, and fucking and lay some wood on some people. So, um, yeah, give, give him a fight. Give him a fight. Next fight. <laughs> I love this fight. Julian Rosa versus Nate the Train. I, uh, listen, both of you guys are exciting. Nate the Train is exciting personality wise, and Julian Rosa, I thought actually gave a great post fight. I, I loved his post fight. I wish I had the audio pulled up. Um, basically, when he when he said, uh, when they asked him, like, oh, so when you landed, because Nate protested the stoppage, and they're like, well, would you, um, did you think he was out? And he goes, oh, dude, he, he was dead. Like, it's killer be killed in there. Like, I love that, right? I fucking love that mentality when you go in there. Obviously, you don't want to kill somebody. No one wants to kill somebody. It's a sport. It's a competition. But this is a fucking dangerous sport. We're not baking cupcakes, boys, okay? So you got to go in that mentality like, I'm going to fuck this dude up, and I'm not stopping until the rep pulls me off him. That's what you have to go in. That's why Derek Lewis was like, hey, that's Herb Dean. Pull me off, dude, Like, and then I'll stop. It wasn't like he punched after Herb grabbed him. But this fight, for me, was really tough to pick. I smout small. I cast on both things, actually. Fight doesn't go to distance. And uh, Julian Rosa straight up. Uh, you know, I, I was battling this all week. I love Nate the Train. I just thought Julian Rosa was a little more, um, you know, complete. And he was. He got clipped in the Temple Wolf, got mad, marched forward. Nate uh, obviously isn't has the best defense. He's a aggressive fighter, but he got put on his back foot. And then fly knee right up the fucking middle. It was a switch knee actually. He led with his right, caught him with the left, put him out. I have no problem with the stoppage. It was, it was, he went down pretty hard and felt kind of awkward in the cage. And, and I have no problem with the stoppage. But I, I, the only regret on this fight is I don't, well, one, I wish I would have put more on a rose. I just put a unit on him. So, you know, it, it, it curved my damage a little bit. Uh, with the with the three units lost on the uh, on the slime ball, but I want the fight to go a little more. I want to get a little bloody. I want the, them to get in there. But Julian Rosa, a guy who I've always thought had some skill to him, just fought maybe dumb and 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 does have a little bit of chin issues. Maybe got exposed in some of the grappling areas, but I've always thought he's an exciting fighter. Back to back knockout wins as an underdog. He was a huge underdog against Woodson. Small underdog here against Nate the Train. Um, yeah, I uh, I like that fight. Yeah, Rosa got a three and, and Nate got a one. I wish I can give Nate more because it's fucking Nate the train. But uh, he, didn't, he didn't do anything. He got knee in his face. It was a couple seconds in. What was it? A minute in. He got knee in his fucking head. He did clip a Rosa. Maybe you can get him a two, but uh, no thanks. All right, next up, Shannon Dobson versus Casey O'Neill. Shannon Dobson got a two. Casey O'Neill got a four. Almost a five-star man. Casey O'Neill, first off, UFC debut, 5-0, and very young, right? Very sloppy, too. I mean, li- listen, I'm not going to go crazy on this girl just yet, but I liked her aggressiveness. I liked her cardio. She's tough. Um, trains out of Phuket, Thailand, lives in Australia, from Scotland. Got an interesting story, but boys. <laughs> boys. She's pretty good looking. Huh? <laughs> she, she's not bad looking, boys. <laughs> I think everyone found out. About Casey O'Neill, her followers probably went boop, boop, up, up, up. Uh, I know I followed her. Um, I thought she looked good here. Shane Dobson is, isn't uh, this world-class woman. She's 4-4. Four and four. Now she's 4-5, four and five, coming off the biggest upset in UFC history. However, Casey, and she does have good striking. Shana, Shana Dobson has um, some good striking. She is powerful. Laying some shots on O'Neill and didn't matter. O'Neill marched forward, took her down, knew what she had to do, and dominated, finished the fight. I love when girls go in there, UFC debut, finish it. This is her fifth fight, sixth fight. This was her sixth fight. She's 6-0 and now. 
I mean, that's unreal, right? She's with a good camp. Um, as long as her cardio holds up and she really cleans up some technique, um, I think she could be a problem because her, that pace she puts on people, you don't have to have the best technique. You just have to be aware of strikes and aware of your cardio. But if you can just go, 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 your technique will soon follow because that's the hardest thing to, to, to perfect is technique, obviously. That's why people train and practice. But that cardio, that built-in motor that she has is 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 really nice. And uh yeah, she looked really good to me. I, I like this uh I like this girl in the division at 125. 125 needs stars. I think 125 of the past like month, I feel like they've had some resurgence. I think there's some really good good girls in there. And hopefully she does a quick turn and, and, and gets in there again. I think this girl has a um um you know, a lot of people like her. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, she seems exciting. I think a quick turn, she can really make a name at 125. Now, is she ready for Valentina? Absolutely fucking not. I don't think she should see Valentina until she hits about 12 professional fights. You know, give her about six more fights in the UFC and then maybe give her Valentina. But she's not ready for that yet. But, I mean, there's some really, you know, matchups in the 125 that she can do. I mean, give her fucking Hannah Cyphers. What is Hannah Cyphers doing? Nothing. Let 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 Casey buzz all Hannah Cyphers. Um, but we might have saw a star on Saturday night. Again, she's got some things to clean up um, technique-wise and stuff, but I was really impressed by that cardio and that motor. She didn't stop once and gassed out Shana and, and ended up finishing her. So that, that was impressive. Uh, Chas Kelly versus Jamal Emmers. This got canceled. I predicted that this one happened just because – Chas, it was actually Chas Kelly that pulls out a lot of fights. My take is a lot of these fighters are using COVID times to pull out of fights, right? Um, especially in Vegas. Vegas is testing's all crazy. Ronnie Barcelos just had to pull out of a fight. Um, we, we had Pena, uh, Drew Car Close get canceled because uh, Drew Car Close's cornerman tested positive and they didn't find out till fucking Saturday morning. Like it's like whatever's going on there is just not working. This fight was a little different. This has only happened one other time in the UFC, Horst Gracie versus Harold Howard, where a fighter has made it to the cage and they announced the cancellation. I feel like Chas Kelly should have got a win for that. He made it to the fucking cage. Jamal Emmers did not. Um, this was no re- related to COVID. Jamal Emmers had back spasms. Now listen, as a guy who works in the um, manual labor industry, I unloaded trucks for eight years. I've had my fair share of back spasms. Never once have I called out of work for a back spasm. Never once have I quit work, quit working for a back spasm. Is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. But I'm not calling John Maul Emmer's a liar. I'm sure he had back spasms, but it's also something where if he goes to the hospital, they they can't prove it. There's so many things in your back. You tell the doctor, oh, I got back spasms. The doctor's like, all right, well, here's some muscle relaxers. That's it. That's all they can do. I Keep your ears up to the ground. Keep your fucking ears up. Keep your eyes skeptical. I I think a lot of these fighters, they get so nervous because of what they're about to do that they look for a way out. Darren Till has talked about it. When he was walking to fight Kelvin Gaslam, he said, how am I getting out of this? How am I going to run away and get out of this? Like, how I don't want to do this, right? A lot of crazy things happen to fighters. Rich Franklin has talked about it in the past as well. It's a thought fighters go through. When you have a built-in excuse like COVID, where fighters are dropping off left and right, Julian Robinson hurt her leg last weekend. She pulled out, right? Um, so you have these fighters that can do that, and, and Emmers was literally warming up, had back spasms, and pulled out and didn't tell anyone until Chad Skelly was in the cage. Hmm. 
I don't know about that, boys. I don't know about that at all. All right, well, we'll keep moving, though, because I'm going to get real ugly, and I don't want to say some horrible things, but I was going to. Almond Sahabi versus Draco Rodriguez. Uh, Sahabi got three. Draco got a one. Um, Draco was really much in control of this fight and just got caught by Sahabi. Sahabi's a good striker. I mentioned on the podcast, this was a really tough fight for me to pick. I picked Draco. I didn't like the line. Um, I kind of wish I would have won Sahabi as an under because I kept saying his brother is Faraz, one of the best fucking trainers in the world. He's going to find a way to get his brother motivated and ready for this fight. Now, so he can't fight for his brother, but... He is a good karate specialist. He has two good hands. He landed a beautiful right hand, and uh, that's all she wrote. He got three, and, and Draco got a one. Draco, again, looked a little, uh, little gun-shy. Not gun-shy, excuse me, little, like, deer in the headlights. Um, he had Zahabi hit with a couple shots, but it's like you didn't really try to take him down, which is w- what you should have done, and you're happy to stand on the feet with him, and it looked like you were just a little flat to me. And uh, <clears throat> That's going to get you, man. Zahabi is a guy who's one and two in the UFC. You're coming off the contender series with an impressive submission win. This was a fight they wanted you to win. That's why you were a two to one favorite. And you went out there and, 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 and you blew it. You fucking blew it. All right. Last fight Sergey Sergey Spivak versus Jared Vanenier. Vanenier got a zero. Sergey got a three. Um, I went five and seven on my picks, by the way. Not not a great night. Uh, under 500. I dropped my folder. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Jared Vanenier, though. This is a guy that made the call out. Sergey Spivak, whatever your name is. I want to fight you. Okay. Fight got canceled to COVID. Rebooked it. And you go out there and you do that? Huh? You called this guy out. You know what he's going to do because you called him out. Right? This isn't a ranked guy. This isn't a huge name guy. This isn't a guy you called out you thought you could beat. And he fucking embarrasses you. Takes you down in the first round. You can't move. You do nothing. Takes you down again in the second round and cuts you the fuck up. Finishes you with ground and pound. Makes you quit. Talk about an all-time fucking backfire of a call-out. Jared Vanity is a goofy guy. He was a huge underdog. I picked him as an underdog. I was confident in him, right? He's a big boy. He's heavy on top. I said in my pickums that if Sergey is on top, it could be a problem. I I I underestimate Sergey Spivak. He's clearly the better grappler. And he was, and he's, his grappling is a lot better than I give him credit for. But Jared Vanier, uh, buddy, I, I mean, I don't know how you come back from this. Don't ever make a call out again. If he ever wins the UFC fight, which I don't know who he's going to beat at heavyweight, maybe Jay Collier. Whoever he beats at heavyweight or Alan Bedold, if he's still in the UFC, and you win, and Rogan, Anik, DC, whoever gives you the floor, oh, who you want to call out? Say nobody. Don't you open your fucking mouth. You understand me? Because whoever you call out, you're going to get embarrassed again. Your career's going to be over. Just don't do it. Just don't do it, you sack of shit. All right, that's the show. That's the Reclap Show. Uh, yeah, Pickham's going to be out this week. Hopefully Wednesday. I said Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be the, the new permanent day. I That's what I want more than anything. Again, I'm going to re- be recording these, putting them out on video as well. Um, yeah, I uh, I hope it's Wednesday. Wednesday is what, I, is what I want. Is what I want. All right, thank you for rocking with me, boys. Um, as always, MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter. I've been getting a lot of Twitter followers lately. Not, by a lot, I mean three. But I have 180 right now. I know 
more than 180 people listen to this show. Way more. I'm about 200 on Instagram. I know some people prefer Instagram over Twitter. Twitter's not for everybody, but I do my best work on Twitter. MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter. MMA Takes Podcast on IG. You can send me messages on IG. I do check them now. I do have a, I had the alerts turned off. They are turned on now. Uh, I know I need to get more on the IG. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. That's what we're launching right now. That's what we're trying to brand. Yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, so all that stuff, rate and review, subscribe. What, I mean, what am I missing? Is that it? Is that what is that that's all that's what everyone says on, on YouTube, right? All right, next week or this coming week, pickums. I've already dove into some of the fights and um I like a dog a lot. There's a dog I like a lot. I'll see ya. Hey Val, do me a favor, get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.